Welcome to another episode of Talking Rivals, a podcast about the best bleeping rivalry in all of sports. I'm your co-host, Patrick, covering all things uh, st- the still-alive Red Sox. <laughs> and this is Chris, co-host, covering everything about the Yankees. And um, we're on episode 17. Amazing. We are, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we're churning them out. So it's, you know, this is a special episode because it's usually on Mondays, but we're doing one on Friday to kind of uh, reset the playoff picture, preview the championship series, the semifinals, you know, the final four pretty much, uh, review how we got here, and then maybe talk a little uh, managerial um, changes in St. Louis, which was surprising. Definitely. And what's going to happen in New York and San Diego and all that. So I guess we could start with last night's game. I mean, it was a great game, the Giants-Dodgers. Totally agree. It just ended horribly, but um, yes, this is a game that – That's your team, and that's how you lose. I know. I know he was like – I know Flores was like 0 for 17 in his career against him, against Scherzer, but you can't have it end that way. No, it's so horrible. And this is a a game five or game seven, whatever – that actually lived up to the hype. I mean, yes, right. Dodgers Giants. We were talking about. Oh my God, this is going to be a great series if it if it comes to that. Um, and we got the series. It exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Oh, this this was great. Every game was 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 a good. I mean, there was one game. game that was like seven to two, but I mean, yeah. Some of the, I mean, with the Scherzer game with Brandon Crawford making some crazy yep. uh, plays, yeah. and yeah, it was just a classic pitching matchup pitching dominant, and then just getting the big hit in the key clutch situations. Definitely. Um, it was, um, and it was like exciting it. to see the fans in the stands, too. Yep. Both crowds were going crazy. I still don't think – some people I, I've, I've seen try to say that uh, it's the best rivalry. I don't think so, but – Yeah, it's probably second. It's up there. But- yeah, but we know what the first one is. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I it's, think it's right on the level of the Cubs Cardinals. The Cubs Cardinals is weird because the Midwestern people are a little nicer. Right. Put it that way than New York and Boston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know about the West Coast. I always, I always pictured the West Coast as a little flaky, and, but they were into it last night. Yeah. And, and this, uh, this, um, this rivalry does get ugly at times and we've yes. seen it on the field and off the field with fans. So it's, it's definitely up there. I don't know if it's, it's definitely not, I don't think it's bigger than the Yankees Red Sox. I'd say it's right there, like two or three in the league. Yeah. yeah they can make the argument for two, but yeah, definitely not the one. Um, what did but, you think about the Dodger? I mean, we were talking about it off the air, the opener situation for game five, the winner take all, you have a 20-game winner, and I know he came in in the game anyway, so they right, kind of right. did it backward. Well, they kind of did the middle relief to start, then the starter, then another start, then a closer, and then another starter, if right. that makes any sense. They did it completely backwards, but it ended up working out for Roberts. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely worked out. I, I, don't, I didn't like it. You know, you want to have your starter be as comfortable as possible, you know, yep. and, and go – start the game like you normally would and all that. And, and you pitched very well, his first start against San Fran. So it didn't make sense to me, but listen, it worked out in the end because they do have a really good bullpen. 
And then after, you know, he went four innings, he, he did give up the home run to tie it. But when you got uh, Trinan, who's, who's basically a closer also, he's, he was a great yeah, closer. Yeah, he, he's A's. really, really good. Yeah. You had him and then, and then Kenley Jansen, of course. And then to, to get the save, you bring in Max Scherzer, which is ridiculous, but there you go. Did you I see mean, Gratterall? I mean, he's like a, he's like a Clawson. He's like a sixth inning guy. Mm-hmm. And I know his stats aren't great, but he's throwing 103. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. That's ridiculous. It is. Six-inning guy used to be anything. like, you know, no offense, but like a Ramiro Mendoza, like, uh, you know, not like a throw-in guy, but no. I mean, 103. And then he's throwing like a 99-mile-an-hour sinker. I don't know how you – I don't know how physics, how that works. And the Dodgers are the team, and we've talked about it too, is, you know, like every year they blow through the, the salary tax, they blow through that, and they just, they don't care. They add, they sign guys, they trade guys, they trade their, their farm system away, and, but they keep on churning out these guys no matter who they draft. Which but is you know amazing. what they, yeah, no, that's a good point. But I think the one that they kept, I personally, I think the biggest move that they made was the one that they didn't make but by keeping gavin lux right because he can play he's he is a shortstop but then they brought him up and moved him to second but then when they got turner and seager comes back then they move him to center field i mean <laughs> they've they've hit on their prospects and used them to acquire you know uh superstars but then the ones that they keep they still hit on right which, which is just makes it an, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. So now, like, and then we, that you know, that affords them to move Bellinger to first base when Muncy right. gets hurt, and then it's just, I mean, they have people on their bench like Pujols, <laughs> even a guy like Steven Souza Jr. I don't know if you remember him. He had like, I think he had a thirty home run year one year. Yep. And he got like four at bats in the series. <laughs> I mean, he's not a world beater, but he's no, an all or nothing guy. But it's nice to have on your bench. Oh, absolutely! That's a great guy to have coming off your bench. It, it's just, it, it's amazing. And and the, I just think it's the, the sad part of the whole series was, of course, how it ended with the the horrible call on the on the uh, the check swing. Um, yeah, the robo the robo uh, robo assisted umpiring system, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that's coming. That's yeah. Thankfully. But is the robo umpire going to do the the check swings also? I didn't know, but I thought it was just balls and strikes. Oh, that's a good point. I'm not um, sure. What maybe I what know the way they have it set up now is the umpires are still on the field and they get they have an earpiece. Yes. And the strike zone, they'll just basically be told what it is. Right. But right. yeah, I don't know about the. Um, I don't know about that, about the check swings. I don't know about, like, if a guy tags up from third and they challenge, like, is it just going to go straight to the review booth? Or yeah. is it? I, I think what they got to do is let you review those plays, the the strike, you know, the check swings. I mean, how many reviews are you allowed in the game? I thought it was only two, right? If you right. get the first one wrong, you get one more, I think. If you get it right, then you get one more. I forgot exactly how. So if you get it wrong, you, you you're done. Oh, then you're done. Okay. 
I think because then because if you get it if you get it wrong, what's the penalty? Right. You know what I mean? You still get a second one. Right. Obviously, That's you true. use it yeah. up. You right. should. I think I yeah, think it's similar right. to the NFL. Yeah. Where if you get it right, you get another one. But yeah, that's something they're gonna have to. They might have to expand it to do like three. They can't do unlimited reviews, obviously. But like no. three reviews a game, or that, something like that. And then, or, or maybe what the NFL does is that when it's two, less than two minutes and a half or in the game, it goes right to the booth. You know, like you can't make a challenge, right? Right. If it's scoring a scoring play. Yeah, definitely those be unlimited reviews. Yeah, I, I think that's, For, that's awesome. any play at home plate should be unlimited reviews because yeah. you'd hate to see ninth inning a scoring play and they used it on a check swing in the second inning. Right. So I I, I agree. They, I'm sure that's going to come up, especially after this game. You know, because now you know at, at the Major League Baseball looks bad. You know, they look horrible. They had this prime time matchup you know yep. dodgers giants both teams win over 100 games and you can end it on a check swing that was not a check swing that was not a it was just a horrible call i mean and hey it wasn't angel hernandez this time or right. joe west and you know what i'm watching it and i'm sure you felt the same way i'm, I'm looking at it ninth inning and i said you know what somebody's going to get a big hit here and it's not going to be one of the bigger names you know so that's why i was like oh flores is that guy He's the guy that's going to hit the game-winning home run, you know, the walk-off. Uh, I actually thought it was going to be Brandon Crawford. Going into the ninth inning, I thought he was going to figure out a way. Right. But it came up – I mean, Bellinger got the big hit, but I think the biggest play was the hit-by-pitch with Turner. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yep. Set I mean, because you were saying Urias, or Urias pitched well, and the biggest thing he did, and most pitchers that pitch well in the postseason do – is no crooked runs. If you give up a home run, don't walk anybody before that. Right. It's only a solo shot. It's only exactly. one. But, so. Yeah. And, I, and then um, I guess Atlanta is hosting. If that makes any sense, I, they got to, that's, this is another thing they're going to have to do in the off season is work on seeding. I think for the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's tough because you, you want to give the division winner something. Right. I guess just the but, first round, maybe then. Right. Is that what you're saying? I think they should like reseed it as it goes. Right. Uh, to make it more convoluted. I'm sure baseball will find a way, but to make it more complicated. But yeah, uh, I could see in the first round. Well, first, you got to, in my mind, in my opinion, you got to make the wild card three games. Yeah, I think it should be a three-game series. At and like you team. suggested, you could just have all three at the better record team. Yeah. Two or the, you know, so you're yeah. not going back and forth and back and forth. Right. Yeah. But I then when you get into the divisional or the championship round, I, when you get to the championship round where we are right now, coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. I think I think you got to reseed it to whoever has the most wins gets the home field. Right. Not the, I mean, what do you think? I I'm, I'm like 50, 50 because you know what? You win your division, you should get the home field. But in this situation, you know, the other team has 18 more. uh, Right. You would get in my proposal, like I'm actually proposing this (laughs) in this scenario, you would get home field for the divisional series against the Brewers. 
because you have more wins and you're the divisional winner. But the Brewers win their division and they're on the road. So it's tricky. But then the championship series, you would reset. So you would get one series as the home team and one series as the road. But it's only the difference of that one game. So, yeah, I could, you know what, that that makes sense. Like if, if if it was this year, like Atlanta would host the, that divisional game or, you know, um, actually Milwaukee was the host. Oh, right. Well, they had the better record. So it made exactly. And then the best record team hosts. So it just turns out that Atlanta snuck, they didn't sneak into the playoffs, but I mean, they were the least of the divisional winners. So it turns out that they're on the road, but it would have been on the road both times. So, yeah, here's the scenario. Like what if the giants didn't have this amazing season and let's say they only had um, like 90 wins. Right. Let's say not the Dodgers with a wild card, but let's say St. Louis had a hundred wins and they had more wins than the giants. They go into the next round after St. Louis wins the wild card game. They go into the well, they go into the divisional round. And then let's say the, the giants have the best record. Um, They're, they're the, excuse me. They're the divisional champion, you know, the, yeah, the, the division champion, but St. Louis has the better record. Right. Do you, do you make St. Louis the host there, or do you still have the division? I still think that divisional round you got to give it to the. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that I think as you go, right, reseed it, but you yeah. don't start the reseeding until you get to the championship round. Right, because it doesn't happen often, but when it does, and if it's this, it's glaring. Yeah, and it eighteen wins—that's a lot. I could see if it was one or two, and you're like, "All right, you know. yeah, that's no big deal." If somebody wins, you know, if somebody has mid nineties and the other team has ninety-two, whatever. Yeah. But eighteen is yeah, that's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot, you know. And it's 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 a shame. But the Dodgers, hey, you know what? If any team that's going to over you know overcome something like this, it's them because. They, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I don't feel bad for the Dodgers. No, they not can, one bit. They can go on the road the rest of the series, and that's fine. Yeah, like you said, they're, they're loaded top to bottom. And talk about loaded. They're two, two of their best pitchers are not even on the roster, right? Nope. <laughs> Trevor Kershaw. Bauer and, and Kershaw are both out. Where is David Price? Right, and Price. Uh, is he hiding? Yeah. It, did he play at all? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him pitch. Yeah, I don't think so. I know Joe Kelly was out there a lot. Uh, Gratterall. Yep. Knebel, Trinan, Jansen, Urias, Bueller. That's seven right there. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody. He definitely didn't pitch. Price would be eight. Kershaw would be nine. Bauer would have been ten. Hmm. I don't know who else they have. Yeah, he didn't pitch. No, that's interesting. Was he on the roster? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Going forward. Well, they don't have to name their roster until tomorrow, right? Right. Okay. So what do we think about the Braves? Uh, (laughs) The Braves, I have to say, like, when you look at what, you know, when you look at them, all right, they won 88 games. They're in the weakest division. But their lineup is pretty solid, you know. Yeah, you're gonna um, get a couple guys with MVP votes. Yeah, actually. right. 
And you brought it up first. You've been saying it since the trade deadline, since before the trade deadline officially closed. You said that they were one of the winners. Definitely. As far as getting Solaire, I know he's injured now with COVID, but Mm -hmm. um, getting, what's his name, Duval? Right. Um, Who else did they get? Doc Peterson. Yeah, that was a, yeah. That's a big I mean, one. I don't know if they keep him on the bench and utilize him as a pinch hitter in high leverage situations mm-hmm. or if they bring him in to start. Yeah. I think you got to start him. Yeah. Cause he's really uh, hot hand. he was solid. He wasn't great though this year. Um, yeah. But I mean, he almost single handedly along with the pitching right. won that series yeah. against the Brewers. So. Yeah, that that that's that's gonna be an interesting decision on on their part. With with Solaire out, you know, he might get a chance to play now. Um, he might have. So, to who do you give the advantage to? I'm leaning towards the Dodgers, but yeah, I think you still got to. I mean, they're just so loaded. You know, even with like we just said, the two the two be- two of their best starters are out. I mean, think um, about this series, this matchup. You have no Acuna, you have no Bauer, and you have no Kershaw. And you're still in the championship series. Yeah. And this is the same NLCS as last year, too. We, we I forgot that the Braves were in and, the NLCS last year. And the Braves, weren't they up three games to one or three games to two? Or Yeah, I think so. I know they had an advantage in the series last yeah. year. Yeah. it's. I could see the Braves losing in six. That's what I think. Yeah. I can see them winning a game or two just based on their pitching yeah kind of pitcher. I mean that's yeah, there's not many holes in the Dodgers lineup but no and and the Braves got a pretty good bullpen too you know like their rotations like you said is is pretty good Anderson's a good pitcher yeah I, I like their bullpen especially the back ends with uh with Jackson and yep. uh, Will Smith you know th- those guys yeah, Will Smith good. tends to give up a lot of base runs it's going to be interesting with Jansen and Smith closing it out right yeah they're both kind of <laughs> Kind of high wire, typical yeah. closer. Right. <laughs> Gonna be interesting. Yeah, but it's it's kind of cool that it's the same matchup. And is it well the, the Red Sox um Astros is not, but this is a repeat from the 2018. Right. Red Sox beat them and then went to the World Series. It could be 2018 all over again with Dodgers Red Sox, but we'll look at the AL now. And the big news is the Red Sox placing Matt Barnes and Austin Davis in the bullpen on the roster with Hirokazu Sawamura and Darwinzen Hernandez. So it's basically a righty and a lefty for a righty and a lefty. And we were talking about it right before we started. Sawamura, you know, pitched with three ERA. Hernandez had a good year. He's a lefty. Um, the one that I don't understand is – Martin Perez, I know he's a starter. He'll give you length. If they're not going to start, hopefully they don't start him in a game because mm-hmm. he's like a fifth starter. So they have him in the bullpen, but they don't have Barnes. I know Perez is a lefty and Barnes is a righty, but I'd rather have – I know that obviously the answer is they don't trust Barnes at all. Right. I mean, he went from an all-star closer to – not on the roster, which is pretty amazing <laughs> that quickly. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's, that's how quickly things fell apart for him. 
And I mean, did he pitch at all in um, the last series? I know he was up in the bullpen. He pitched uh, one game. Garrett Richards got injured with a hamstring, so they replaced Richards with him after game one. And I know in the 14-6 to six game down in Tampa, he was – he was warming up, and it was. I think the school. I think Boston was up by like four or five at that point, and they didn't bring him in. I don't think he only pitched. Looking at it here, he only pitched in one game against Tampa Bay. I don't know. I think it was the the blowout. Okay. Yeah, they don't they don't trust him at all. And yeah. just for bookkeeping, uh, Garrett Richards is available to come back on the roster if they make it to the World Series. Oh, okay. And he actually has been pitching very, very well out of the bullpen. The, the Red Sox, I've been saying it all year. Boston's been – they've been playing with house money. It's been a house of cards. It's been smoke and mirrors. The bullpen is just – I mean, outside of Whitlock, it's, you know, Hansel Robles – I, you know Adovino. I don't trust him in a big spot. I'm I'm amazed. I'm still amazed just looking at their their bullpen, even their starters. I mean, know, Tanner Houck has been pitching really well. Right. Whitlock is pitching to a two ERA. Avaldi is turning into a big game pitcher. He's the he's the ace of the team. It's amazing. But they haven't gotten anything out of Sale, and Sale's starting tonight. Right. The biggest one has been Nick Pavetta. He pitched. He he came up huge yep. in that extra inning walk-off win. I yeah. think he had four shutout innings. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that um, Bloom got from the Phillies along with, I think, their fifth best prospect that's in AAA right now, a pitcher, for two months of Heath Embry, if you remember him. Yes. <laughs> he, didn't even make, he didn't even make the roster this year for the Phillies. So that was a great trade last year, but yeah, you got uh, Connor Seabold. Yes, and then and he'll and- probably be our fifth starter next year. So we're going to have two fifths of the rotation <clears throat> for a trade for two months of a middle reliever and Workman too. You sent over there, Brandon Workman. Yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that I, I I'm I'm telling you, I still look at the at the Red Sox bullpen. Even their rotation, uh, sale to me the game one is huge with Sale because he I think he's got to he's got to pitch well and I think he's got to win. He's got to pitch well. They don't have to win. They have to win one game on the road, right? Obviously, but I'm looking at Ivaldi game two. That's a must win, I think, for the yeah. Red Sox. Right, but Sale right. to your point, Sale does have to pitch well. Yeah, because if he doesn't pitch well, then it's like, okay, after Ivaldi, what are we doing? You know, that's. I would go with Hauk game three, Uh but I think Rodriguez is. Eduardo Rodriguez has pitched himself into the conversation. They might use Hauk as multiple innings out of the bullpen for multiple games. So go Sale, Ivaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez, one, two, three, and bridge it with Hauk. Ideally, they want to give it the ball to Hauk and then maybe Whitlock to close it. Mm. I know Brazier, for some reason, they trust him. But The one thing that helps them, I, I, 
just looking at, at like the Astros um starting and the Astros lineup. lineup is but you know what lowered. to help Rodriguez you got a lot of lefties right you got Brantley you got Tucker you got Alvarez yeah so and those are those are pretty big yeah, they trot out at them. least three or four <clears throat> yeah. excuse me so that's I, I think that helps you guys out in that sense especially with sale too but you know on the other end they also got Altuve Correa Bergman Bregman. you know uh, Bregman, I'm sorry. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah one through seven is Kyle. They had Kyle Tucker batting seventh, <laughs> and he's going to get top ten MVP votes. Yep. If you look at his stats, I think it's thirty and ninety four. Yep. For the year, thirty ninety two and two ninety four average. And he and he was batting seventh in the divisional series, and throwing fourteen stolen bases. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, Houston, I think it's, what, the fifth straight year they made it to the championship series? I think so, yeah. Say what you want about the, the cheating and all that. but I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And being a Yankee fan, it's, I'm actually throwing up a little in my mouth as I say this. Yeah, who are you? But Well, b- before I say that, but okay, I, I'm not rooting for either team. So no. I'll just say it that way. No. But. What, what I was going to say is that it's, it's hard for me to say this, but I'm, I have to give the Astros credit, not just for what they've done five straight uh, appearances in the ALCS, but the last two years, they've had everybody against them, right? Yeah. Players, fans, uh, the media, everybody was against them about the cheating. Listen, it's, it's all their own it's doing. But... but it's pretty impressive that they've fought all that off and they're still doing what they're doing. So I and give they've them gone a lot through of a new manager, too. I mean, I think yeah. that has a lot to do with it. Dusty Absolutely. Baker. Dusty Baker, amazing manager. To fight off all this, everything that they've been fighting off. I know it's it's their own doing, so I don't feel bad for them. But I also like acknowledge that what they've done is pretty impressive um, to, to handle that. I didn't think they were going to. I'll be honest. I did not think they would be able to handle all I think the, I think it helped. Twenty twenty helped a lot with no fans in the stands. Yes, absolutely, that I agree but with. I mean, they still got still, it. I mean, here. this stuff has still got life on it. There's still legs oh, yeah. to this. I mean, think about. Um, I heard somewhere on the radio that obviously Correa is a free agent. Imagine if the Yankees pick up Correa. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me, but it would. I, I would be like, wow. The I know you guys I- have studs in the minors coming up but yeah i mean imagine if they just gave him like a huge one or two year deal yeah i, I don't <laughs> think korea would go for it you know he wants to no, cash in but but that would, right. that would um <laughs> that would further the uh cheating conversation oh yeah <laughs> it, it definitely would you know and a lot but, of people I mean, like oh, as much as i i can't stand the astros i'm sure yeah. you're in a weird position right now being the yankee fan I mean, who do you? I know you can't root for either of them, but who? Let's put it this way: Who would you be less pissed about making it to the World Series? Because one of them is gonna. I think, to be honest, I, it would have to be the the Astros. I'd be less yeah. because I think the Astros are the better team. So, and I and when I look at the Red Sox, I don't see a team that's a World Series team. Nothing against. No, them, I, I don't either. I'm right. I mean, it's impressive what they've done, but 
to see them in the World Series, I, I, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. The Astros, yeah, I could see them. The logical bet would be Dodgers Astros. Ugh, that's yeah, and that's no, ugh. But, (laughs) but, hey, I I finally called something right by saying that they were going to beat Tampa. So I'm just going to keep on going. Oh, I know. I know you were. I didn't think you were going to go against them. It's just a matter of how many games. Right. I'm going to say screw it. They're going to win in five. Wow. (laughs) I I think Sale was bound to have – he's going to trip and fall into a good start sooner or later in the playoffs. Okay. And I'm I'm banking on Avaldi pitching well. I love Hauk. I've been on the Hauk bandwagon for a while now. Right. For a guy that has zero wins – this season, I think <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. But um, and then Eduardo Rodriguez really, um, he's pitching. He's a free agent, so he's pitching for a huge contract. He's hoping for one. Mm. He showed me a lot in that. I think it was the thirteen inning game when he pitched, and that kind of got. Oh no, was it the next? It was the game. It was the clinching game. The next game, he pitched like six shutout innings or one run mm-hmm. in Fenway. He showed me a lot there. So I'll say Boston in five and the Dodgers in six. All right. I, I'm going to, I like the Dodgers in six. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that, but I'm, I'm going to have to go against you with the Astros. I, you know, I, I just think the Astros are the better team. Uh, and I, we haven't the McCullers injury. Yeah, that uh, that's a, that's a big one. I think if he was around, if he was pitching this, I would have went five games, Astros. Right. But I'm gonna go six games, Astros. Okay. Um, I just think they're they're just a better team when you look at them. Red Sox, what they've been doing is just incredible. Yeah, if I was Great if run. I wasn't a fan of Boston, I would not be picking them. <laughs> yeah, I, that, yeah. I can I can admit it. It's just they don't strike me as a pennant winning team. Been saying it all year. They've been playing with house money when they were in first at the All Star break. And listen, and I don't know something with the COVID when they got hit with COVID in late August. I think it was Boston. Something about that, and they just kind of they kind of came together again and found found something right. There's something with that bullpen, the way, and I think it goes back to Cora, um, the way he's using the bullpen so far has been working out. Yeah, I it's you know what, and you don't want to give him that much credit, but I got to give Cora a lot of credit. I got to give him, I got to give him some credit. Yes, yeah, you got so it. far yeah. it's worked out. Yeah, I hope that I hope he continues to prove me wrong. Let's put it that way. I don't exactly. think he's a bum, but I, I my whole point was I don't I don't think he's you know walking on water. That's all. Right. So far he's proven everything. He's he's pushing all the right buttons. So. Yeah. And, and you know what? They, they, according to a lot of people, they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They shouldn't have beat the Yankees. I think they're over under this year was 81. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they That's, ended up with what? 94, 95, 92, 92. And then a couple more. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. According to baseball reference, they should have won 88 games. Okay. So not bad though. I mean, still, much better, I think, than anybody expected. I don't think yes. anybody expected them to even make the playoffs, let alone 
be playing in the ALCS. So the only thing I've been right about so far is the Tampa Bay series and and the wild card start. I said, yeah, yeah. At the start, I said they were going to win 90 games and that was me adding like five on just being a fan. Right. Opening day. So they've exceeded my expectations. Um, Oh, without a doubt. It's just fun to have October baseball. Yeah, I mean, no, this is great, man. This is great for you guys. It's it's great for baseball too. I think because the Red Sox are a popular team, uh, the Astros on the total opposite end of the spectrum. You and know, I think the Astros, team. it's good for baseball too in a weird way to have the villain. To right, kind of, absolutely. I think people want to see. And I'll be the first to admit, it's not like the Red Sox are their hands are clean with this with Cora. Right. True. So. I that mean, there's going to be a segment. There's going to be a segment of fans that are just like, screw both of these. Um, right. I don't want to see either one. <laughs> yeah. So that's me. I'm. I'm not. Yeah, there you go. I didn't want to say it, but I'm hoping for. I think a, I think a large section, a large swath of New York City, might yeah, tune yeah. into something else. I, I would. I would not mind seeing the ALCS be canceled at this point, <laughs> and uh, just have the AL, uh, the NLCS, the NLCS be the World Series. Yeah, I would be okay with that. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of the NL, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the Cardinals manager, they I guess they didn't fire him. They just said there was a difference, philosophical difference, and we moved on. What do you think that means? <laughs> I heard it on the Michael K show. K said this philosophical difference is he believed he should be the manager. And the owner said no. <laughs> okay. Philosophical differences. We don't <laughs> think why you're the would, manager. Anymore. Why would you not but want no, to? No, I mean, they have, they have a saying like the cardinal way. Yeah. And he, I'm assuming he bought in, but I mean, I think he was 55, 60 winning percentage, three straight postseason appearances. Yeah. But I, I, I liken the Cardinals a lot to the what the White Sox did last year. Renteria, is that the former manager for the White Sox? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Renteria got them, could only get them so far, and they right. were banking on Larusa kind of pushing them over the over the top. Didn't work out, but I think on paper the Cardinals are thinking we have one more year with Wainwright, one more year with Molina. Um, Arenado's getting older. Goldschmidt's getting. I mean, everyone's getting older. It's it's time to maybe get and we'll see who they get. Maybe a Buck Show Walter, maybe a Mike Sosha, a Bruce Bochi. They could go a bunch of different ways, but I think that their thinking is let's make one more run at it. And maybe this guy could only get us so far. Right. That that's a possibility. You know, I, I mean, mean, it's one thing to win. I'm not poo-pooing it. It was it's great to win 90 games, but at a certain point. I mean, you saw it with Dusty Baker with all those teams. That's why he's on, what, his fifth team? Right. Because he never won. Fair or not, he never managed the big game. Right. To a victory, so. Yeah, no, it's, and it's going to be interesting which direction they go. Do they go the analytical way and just bring in a guy like that? Or do they go the veteran manager way, like you said, to put them over the top? Like, which was – I've been hearing a lot of – um Former, I think he was a former Cardinal too, which makes sense. Skip Schumacher. Uh-huh. I think he was a I think he's a bench coach or the third base coach for the Padres. 
apparently he's he's looked at in the same vein as like Gabe Kapler was right years ago. Yeah, so, that, that'll be interesting. I I I think it's an interesting choice because some of these teams, you know, maybe they're maybe they're looking at it as a a straight analytics decision, you know, or are they going to go into that route where okay, let's bring in a veteran like a Dusty Baker or even further back because I've been hearing um, Showalter might might be getting some interviews this this year too. So if you're bringing in a Showalter. You're not telling him what to do. You no. know, you're, you're giving him the numbers and say, here, this is what we worked out for you. I think but he has the final say. <laughs> and we'll get more into the Yankee news in a minute. But um, I think with the, th- the three big jobs are the car- the Yankees, if they're if it's open, the Cardinals and the Padres. Right. I think in all three situations, I would want if I was a fan of those three teams. I would want them to go after the experienced manager. I think the analytical manager you would want maybe for a team that is less talented to see if you could squeeze more out of it. If you're rebuilding like the Rangers, the Orioles kind of give a guy that hasn't managed before, maybe like a Beltron or a Schumacher or a Mark Kotze and kind of throw the binder at them and see what they can Tampa Bay is the perfect up. model for what you're saying. Because that's what that's what Tampa Bay does. Tampa Bay is hundred percent in with analytics. Everybody yeah. talks about Kevin Cash being a great manager. It's all analytics there. Yeah. I, I just exactly think that you, when you look at about. San Diego's roster, you look at St. Louis's roster, and you look at the Yankees roster, they're win now rosters. Yeah. Mm. It's put up or shut up. It's not let's see if we can squeeze an extra base here and there out of a batter let's see if we can you know the pythagorean theorem and figure out if we can get an extra three doubles a year out of our seventh hitter right no this is put up or shut up time this is get someone that's done been there done that so i could see show walter mike Sosha. if boone gets released i could see him going to san diego because he's yep. from cali so, so. and they, they did that, mention that they said that that job is they said he'll have the Padres job if the Yankees let him go. If yeah, if he wants it, I think it's his. Um, if not, if they if the Yankees bring him back, which I think they're going to do, um, I think so too. But the big news is Phil Nevin and Marcus Thames, yes, getting released so far. Yep. Yeah, um, and apparently Phil Nevin is really close with uh, Boone. Yes, that's why it was a little bit of a. Not not a shock because changes had to get done. But I mean, is that enough changes? To... I mean, obviously you want to you want to see changes on the field, but is that enough in the coaching realm? Like, is that enough chum to throw to the fans to satiate them? Or listen, the only chum or the chum that they really want is the Cashman game. gone. Surprisingly, okay. they want Cashman. They want, but they want everybody gone. You know, that's the chum that they really want. This is just. Just enough to say, hey, you know what? We're, we're going to make something. changes. You know, the big changes, though, for me, is the roster. I don't care because if if Boone is all analytical and he's not making the decisions, then you know what? It could be anybody at that spot. Right. It, it, it won't change. So I don't really care about Boone. And I don't see cash going anywhere. Yeah. And I think Boone, to be honest, for me, I think he's, he's a, a very smart baseball man. So 
if they did, you know, give him, you know, the authority to be like, hey, listen, you're going to manage the, the, the game the way you want to. We're going to give you all the numbers that we'll come up with, but it's your final decision. If they did that, I think he would be a really good manager because he knows baseball. It's not like, you know, it's not like a, a guy off the street. This guy's been in baseball since he was in. No, yeah, yeah. I think so, he's somewhere between an above average to a very good manager. Absolutely. I, I, I don't think he's like, you know, top three in the league, but no, but I think he would be a very, I think very he good. is what he is. He's a playoff yeah. caliber manager. I'm not sure if he's enough to get you over the hump. I, I think that's the roster. The roster is going to put you over the hump. I mean, that's right. So I, I, that's I mean, where if that's they don't make the big moves, like I, I don't see the Yankees moving judge. I, I don't they see should. them. <laughs> Moving Cashman. No, he's not going anywhere. I, I guess the big moves are figuring out Torres and Sanchez. Yeah, I think if, if they move by figuring Cashman, out, I mean if I was a Yankee fan, I would say kick him to the curb. But if listen, if Cashman was being moved, if they if they said, you know what, we're gonna let him go, he would get hired within a week. Yes, that's how quick he would go. So they're not moving him. So I knew I knew he was safe. The boom thing is still up up for air, you know up in the air right now, but I think he's going to stay the other decisions. It, it's going to be really up to, I think Hal. to be honest, if Hal, because with all the guys that are up for arbitration this year, they're going to go well over the, um, the salary tax before we make any additions. So they have to really decide who's going to stay, how much, first of all, how much are they willing to spend? Right. Are they going to go Dodger crazy? Like 260 million? I doubt. Um, they have reset their their tax rate and all that, so they're back to zero. Right. So if they do it, it's going to be this year. Um, are they going to? You know, we could go right down the line. Catcher. What, what do you want to do with catcher? Are you going to stick with Sanchez one more year before he hits free agency? I don't know. There's not many good options free agent wise, so they're going to have to make a trade with somebody. Um, then you go to short, right? What are you going to do with short? With you mentioned earlier. You got Volpe and Peraza. They're number one, and I think they're number three prospect in the minors right now as shortstops. Do you wait and another Volpe, year? I, he hasn't come out of nowhere, but he he is ascended. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's yeah. right now number one, Volpe, yeah. in their uh, – or number two behind uh, Dominguez. The Martian. So, yeah, and he's still probably two years away. But – uh, Peraza is going to start in AAA this year, so you might see him by the end of the year. You might see him. I could see Peraza being the second baseman, Volpe being if things work out perfectly for a Yankee point of view. Yeah, I think Volpe is the shortstop. But and I hope so because I'd rather them get you know the stopgap for the year and have Volpe or Peraza start next year. Right, and you've been saying Simmons. There, there are plenty of guys out there that yeah, could they could do that anywhere but, from ten to twenty home runs and good glove. Yeah. The thing is, though, you have to improve the rest of the roster. Or exactly. Else it's not if work, you're going right? to do a stopgap there, yeah, you got to go improve else. elsewhere. Like first base is definitely a, a black hole for us right now. Yeah. Rizzo, I, I want. Yeah, I don't want him back. One, but I, he kind of got. He kind of skated as far as. I mean, he's a great defender, right? But if you like extrapolate what he did with the Yankees over a full season. It's like twenty something home runs, sixty RBIs. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to back. Not going to get it done. Listen, the Cubs tried to sign him back for five years, 
and whatever million. million. I don't want him for five years. If I if he, he said no time, to that, give me a two year deal. That's it. That's all I get offer. I think what you got to do is pack, do a package and get Matt Olson. That would be the guy I'd want in a heartbeat. I don't know if or if free they, agency, go over the tax and get Starling Marte for center field. That's a possibility too. Um, the problem is, I mean, imagine training out. Imagine having Brett Gardner retire and bringing in Starlin Marte instead. That's yeah. A, that right there, that's a huge upgrade. Absolutely. The problem is, though, you got you, you got to make a decision with Gallo. Do you want to do you want to bring him back batting one sixty for us this year? Seem like Oakland would probably jump at like, and I'm just throwing this out there. Names like Gallo, Voit, um, possibly. Because Olsen's going to be a free agent, and they're not going to re-sign him. So but maybe I think he's they got two more year. years, right? He has what? I think he's got two more years, Olsen. Okay. I think. I know Gallo only has the one year. Voight's right. under control for a couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you – I could see Oakland biting on – would you do Gallo and Voight for Olsen? Oh, my – in a heartbeat. But the A's are not biting on that. The really? A's laugh at you. Gallo and, <laughs> and Voight? Oh, my God. That's horrible. I would do it in a heartbeat, obviously, but the, the A's would laugh at you. Laugh okay. at you. I think they'd want Torres instead. At I think, least Torres. At least. I think Oakland. Yeah. They'd probably want a pitching prospect. They, they'd want I – would, I, would, I would personally, if I was a Yankee fan, I would want to go after a guy like Starling Marte or go and try to get Whit Merrifield. That would be great, but Kansas City's not moving him. It's going to cost you a lot. Or yeah, guy that might a little less than Mary uh, Whit Merrifield, Kiner Falefa from Texas. Yeah, I like him a lot actually. The the analytic people love him, and he yeah. can play multiple positions. He's on a crap team. You've already done business with Texas. Yep. I mean, so it, there's going to be. There's definitely there's, there's no shortage of options out there if you want to trade. Yeah, and and with the Yankees, there's I'm telling you that I would say every position, and in, I know Judge, you know, you're saying they're probably not going to move him, and I I agree they're probably not. They don't have the the smarts I think to move him like Boston did last year with Betts. But other than like outside of him, every position you could put a question mark on because there's really no definitive answer on any of them you know even if torres like say okay let's keep torres okay so you keep torres at second what are you going to do with dj are you going to keep him at first then or are you going to make him like that utility type guy that they originally signed him for to play first base second base and third base you know well i don't know if you're going to do that with him now because he's getting paid over 20 uh, what is he getting like 20 million dollars a year i could see putting dj at first base full time i i wouldn't mind that if you upgrade if you everything else right. Sanchez and the outfield, right? Because field. If first you, base, if you, you want to change. If you basically take out Gardner and put in someone like Starling Marte, and you take out Sanchez and you put in, I don't know, Tucker Barnhart from the Reds, right? Somebody that's a plus defender and will hit you. A, they'll bat their weight. Um, then you can get away with DJ at first, Torres at second. Stopgap it short, and then hope that you know you hit on your prospects and your pitching is healthy. 
And and that's what they got to expect. You know, like if you're if you're telling us that Volpe and Peraza are these two great prospects and then Dominguez in a couple of years in, in center. So yeah. that's the other thing. I don't know if you want to sign. Well, you can uh, give Marte a two year deal. Give him a yeah. huge two year deal. I don't know if he again, these guys want when they're free agents, they, they want to cash in. They don't want to do. But you could also say, look, you can win a championship here. Right. You could try that. <laughs> that and, might work. It might. And you can you can only in, I mean you can improve your stock because how old is he? 30, I'm assuming. Mm, yeah, you might be right. 29, 30. If you get a two-year deal, you can reset your market again and get another three-year deal and be where Rizzo is right now. Yeah. So yeah, they, they it's tough sell, a, but if yeah. anyone can do it, I think the Yankees can say, look, you can legitimately come here, wear the pinstripes, be, be loved in this town if you win a title, and then reset your market. And But the you whole thing is, bite. it's really going to come down to how much Hal wants to make a change, how much is he willing to go with, his, with the salary, and what changes are you willing to make? Because, like I said, there's a lot of guys that – you know, that should definitely be moved. Sanchez should not be our catcher next year. I don't care. No. The guy's just, he's regressed as a batter so much. If he was hitting like he did when he first came up, yeah, then you could live with his with his horrible defense. But now you can't. The guy's hitting 220. Yeah, he put 20-something home runs this year. But no, he's it's just not worth it. You know, give me a guy. I don't care. I'm sure they could find a guy who could hit 220 like he did Maybe not with 20 home runs. Give me 10 home runs, but give me a plus defender at, behind the plate. I'd rather have that, you know? Yep. They have to, I think, put a more importance on defense on this team. Defense and a little more speed as well because it, it yes. just – you have the same guy one and after I, another on this and team. And I think the future of baseball is like – what Cora is taking from the Dodgers when he was out for that year saying positional flexibility. Yep. Like what DJ gives you in theory, what um, trying to think of other players like that. Well, Gallo, That's why I said a Merrifield people Gallo, like that, that you can play yeah, different yeah. positions. Yeah. I mean, Gallo is the same way. Gallo could play all three outfield positions. You could put him at first yep. in a pinch. He's he just got to be able to show that. He can hit in New York. Right. That's the thing. I, I don't think he's <laughs> they, they said he's a thinker. Yeah. He thinks too much. So that's not a good thing to be no. in a big market like New York. So but I think he has value in a trade if they want to move him. So that's the good thing. I because I think he is a, a good solid player. He's a good defender. And you know, the guy's gonna hit 40 home runs a year if if, if he's out there for 150 games. So um but the big – they have a lot of questions that they have to answer. Like, is this guy the answer? Is this guy the answer? You yeah. know, what are we going to do here? And what? so that's – and they have a lot. It's not a, a one- or two-player move here that's going to change this team. Yeah. Um, and now with Cole, you know, like now there's there's got to be some questions with Cole because of, because of that start and with the sticky stuff. He wasn't great after, you know, getting rid of the sticky stuff, right? So now you got – Okay, is he going to be our ace? Do we need to get a really solid number two behind him to take that pressure off him? So that that's another thing. Maybe sign one of the big free agent pitchers. If you're a Yankee fan, you gotta you gotta hope that the good thing is there are a lot of questions. So 
there's a lot of possibility for answers. Yeah. You just hope that there's not too many questions. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, and I'm not about saying, Oh, sign this guy, sign, you know, sign everything. Yeah, no, no, you don't want to do like the all-star. No, I don't like that. I, but a couple of strategic. Yeah. Upgrades make sense. Keep hearing Buxton, Buxton from Minnesota. Mm, I don't know. Check his splits after he came back from injury. Yeah. And he, that's his he problem. He added 254. And he's always hurt. That's his problem. Yeah. He's always hurt. Um, yeah. I don't know about him. Yeah. I would, that's another, to me, he's another Aaron Hicks, maybe a better, better player than Aaron Hicks. So I don't want to compare him, but um, he's just that way. I mean, when he's, he's right, he's, he's really good, but it's just, yeah. I don't know about that. He's only played over a hundred games once in his whole life. Yep. So it's not good. Be interesting to say. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting off season in, in every sense for the Yankees. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've been saying it. I hope we get change and I hope we get mega change. I really don't want them to sign judge to a long-term deal. I love the player. I love him, but I don't want him around when he's 36 years old you know, make no. it $35 million a year. I just don't want nope. that. So, and um, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen, but we'll see. You never know. Yep. So next episode, we will be previewing the World Series. We'll review the championship series, what happens. Um, hopefully we'll have some more news on the Yankees managerial spot. Um and then St. Louis and San Diego, the domino should fall after that. And then um, we'll start to, after we preview the World Series, we'll start to get into free agent positions and, and then the CBA and all the off-season stuff. Definitely. Which is going to be um, the next couple months. It's going to be a crazy time for baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but until Definitely. then, I know you're not going to enjoy the ALCS, but enjoy – the fact that we still have meaningful baseball because it's, it goes by in a, in a blink. Oh, I and know. Then, and then it's the barren winter and you're it, like dying for just anything. The ALCS is going to be like taking medicine when you were a kid, <laughs> you know, like you have to take it. It's horrible. Oh, and it's to make it even better, it's going to be Joe Buck. Right. Yeah. That's of course, but of course. I can, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Nothing is going to heal my headache. Like listening to Joe Buck, if the Red Sox, God forbid, are down 10 to 1 in the sixth inning of a game. Right. God, Joe Buck. I can't. Yeah, no. He's, I just hate that he's on in every big, you know, he's every big football. Yeah, he's like vanilla ice cream. He's everywhere. Right. That's what, that's what bothers me. If, If he was, if he was once in a while showed up and, you know, if he was the second or third guy in the, cause he's good. He's definitely, he's like the, good. He's like the friend that is, you know, he's the first one at the party. He's the last one to leave. <laughs> and he's always there. Right. So. And he's, and he's not the coolest either. No. But no. he's not horrible either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, like vanilla. Like, <laughs> if that's your thing, right. sure. I mean, yeah. it's on the menu for a reason. He's good at what he does, technically. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's great at, you he know. And back to you. You know. He's got the voice and all that. But he's just... He's all over the place. It's too much. Yeah, I I totally agree. But he doesn't do any uh, any trivia. I got a little trivia question for you. Go ahead. No, I didn't. I didn't. I figured we were going to be booked up with the uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you probably know this already, but I think it was yesterday or the day before was the 20-year anniversary of the Derek Jeter flip play in Oakland. Right. Can you name the batter and or the base runner that got thrown out? The base runner was definitely uh, Jeremy Giambi. Yep. Um, the batter I'm 90% sure of. So It was a lefty. Was it... Um... Was it Terrence Long? Yes. Wow. Okay. Jesus. And it, it and right field was Shane Spencer. He yeah, he usually guy. played left field, right? Yeah, I forgot he why he was, was a left fielder. Yeah, because you had O'Neill in right. Right. Why was he in right field again? I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he owned, Oh wait. Oh, you know why? Who was pitching for the A's? There's a bigger question. Is that Barry Zito? It might be, so maybe they want to put the righty in against the lefty. That could be. Man, I would not want to be the guy telling Paul O'Neill you're not starting. Yeah, no, that's definitely not. <laughs> that's not a good job. No, definitely not. But I, I think that's probably why. It's a tough lefty. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Hey, it does. Talk about a team that not should have won a title, but should have done more with what they had it was Oakland. Yeah, even though they did maximize a lot of stuff with their money ball. Right. But some of those teams with Tim Hudson, Zito, and remember Mulder? Yes. Oh, man. Those three with Chavez, Giambi. I mean, they had Miguel Tejada for a while. They had some good teams. And that and game. So many, not so many, but there's a, there's a couple of teams like that in every generation that right. are just really good teams, but they don't have much to show for it. It's true. They really don't. I think they – didn't they go to one World Series? Oakland? Yeah, did they go to one? Or no? Not since – Oh, maybe it was the – oh, you know what? I'm thinking they, – they lost to Detroit, I think, in the ALCS one year. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been 2000 and – was that 2012 when – Oh, that was or, later on, too. She's – yeah, I think that might have been when the Giants won it all, because I know the Giants played the um, Tigers in the World Series once. Yeah, I yeah, Oakland was... hasn't been to the World Series in forever. Yeah, they were they were like uh, Minnesota Twins, really good in the in the regular season, and then just couldn't beat the Yankees. Right. Here's an interesting thing, and that starting lineup for the Yankees that that day it was it was Zito starting, but the starting lineup was Knobloch in left field. Oh, God. And, and I, I'll give you – Imagine trying to cut him off his throw. And listen – Peter would have to be, like, on the warning track. I'll give you 10 guesses, and you won't get their DH. I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't yeah, – 2001? Forgot, yeah, I forgot he was on the team that year. Ricky Leday? No. Um, Dale Swain? No, he was on the Yankees. <laughs> that's that's a random guess, though. Yeah, no, that's that's not a bad one, but oh man, I'm was, now I'm gonna look this up. He was, was on the it? Yankees for a while early in his career, but then oh, Homer Bush. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Damn. You're in you're in the right track, though. It's nah, I'm not type of get player. It. Who who is it? Randy Velarde. Oh wow. I actually was at Yankee Stadium and they were playing Oakland when he did an unassisted triple play. Oh, okay. He was the second baseman, man on first and second, obviously. 
and it was a hit and run. So the runners were going. He caught a line drive. He came in like a step or two, caught the line drive, stepped on second base and tagged the guy coming from first base to second base, the runner. Hmm. I think it was Velarde. It was either Velarde at second base or Velarde batting with Oakland because it was the late 90s I was at the game. Yeah. I, I, it was just random. Sounds familiar, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I, I would have never guessed Randy Velarde is the DH. No, God, no. I forgot that he was on that. I would have thought like Chili Davis or. Yeah. And that's why O'Neill wasn't playing because of the DH. Wow. And, and to me, like people forget. And this is what made that play uh, so much better. It wasn't just the play, but it was the impact of the game. Right. It was a yes. one nothing game. Yeah. They, it wasn't, they, were, they were It's down not like low. false hustle where a guy's diving out of bounds. And you love to see it, but. You know, you're down by 20. Right. And and they were down two games to none. If they lose that game, they're done. Right? And, and yep. I think people forget that. The the and what was it, the seventh inning or something? Sixth, seventh inning when it happened? Oh, it was late in the game, yeah. Yeah. Terrence Long, double off of Messina, doesn't say one. But that was that's why I think people forget sometimes. And it's it's it, it was a great play. It was some of it kind of, you could say it was kind of lucky too, in a way, but it was fortuitous. Yeah. But you have to be in the right position. You have to be backing up the relay. So you have to be a heads up player to be there. But it was, there was a little luck. And I think the biggest luck involved was the fact that Giambi didn't slide. Right. You cannot. I don't know why go you in slide. standing up home plate yeah. in a playoff I game. Why. I don't care if the ball is still in the outfield slide. Yeah. It made no sense not to slide. No sense. Um, you know, and then when you look at the replay, everybody's like, Oh, he was out. You know what? There wasn't it was close. Enough. But yeah, was there wasn't out. enough to, to, you know, to, I, no. to, it was close, but he was, yeah. Out. It was bottom. He of the seventh. In there, I think. Yeah. It was bottom of the seventh inning. One, nothing in a do or die game for the Yankees. Pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, give the, I, I hate when they say it's, it's so overrated and all this no, kind of it's, stuff. It's, like, look, I mean, you're talking to someone who grew up despising Derek Jeter, but that, that was not, that was not a lucky or overrated play. That was one of his greatest plays. Yankees had two hits all game. Posada right? <laughs> got the home run. That was it. Everything else was – they were completely shut down by Zito. And then Guthrie – down memory lane. And then Mark Guthrie came in the ninth for the A's. How's that? Of course. Another name. Another random name. That... Of course. <laughs> Jesus. Incredible. But anyway, that, that, was, that was a good, uh, good trip down memory lane for sure. Yeah. So next time we're back on, we'll probably be – we'll definitely be after the A – after the AL and NLCS and yep. before the World Series. Looking forward to so it. Next week, and hopefully we'll have some manager news, and hopefully for me, Boston's in the World Series. I can't believe I'm saying that, but... <laughs> me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, going into this year, I mean, yeah, anyway. Right. <laughs> enjoy it. That's all I can tell you. As exactly. Fan, enjoy enjoy it while you can. That's all you could do. All right, so until next episode, enjoy the baseball, and... um 
We'll see you next episode. Sounds good. Take care, guys.